All right, ladies and gentlemen, 1,116 episodes in, and I started because Gary Vee said back in the day that if you're in business, you need to be creating content, and podcasting was the media that I decided to go with, and today's guest is reiterating that for a specific industry, so if you've ever wondered, how am I going to create content? This might be the episode you want to check out. Let's get this one started. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look. A business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you and welcome to another episode of on today's episode ladies and gentlemen we are diving into the world of real estate investing our guest has a passion for helping others share their message through the power of podcasting he's also an experienced investor with a diverse portfolio and a constant drive to grow so let's welcome to the show without further ado the founder of podcasting you mr trevor oldham Hi, Trevor. It's party time, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here. Excited to uh, chat today. All right, dude. I'm I'm right off the cuff. I'm going to start with this question. I usually ask it at the end, but you've been on a lot of podcasts. You help people get on a lot of podcasts. Just your experience in booking and getting on the show, communications, and maybe the intro. What's your experience been like so far on the Business Bros? Yeah, it's it's been phenomenal. I mean, I love the intro. I think there's only been one other podcast I've been on in the last year that has a nice intro video, and then even when you introduce me, and then it looks like it almost cuts like the Project X, you know, video of people, you know, partying and exciting. Yeah, I, I love it, man. It's it was phenomenal. You know, definitely top notch. Definitely a lot different than you know your usual podcast. I enjoyed it. And uh, by the way, that aged you a little bit. If you know the movie Project X, and you know that's a cutscene, we know you were born in the 1900s, bro, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's do this thing. Um, there's a lot of different aspects when it comes to uh, being in business. One, one, probably the most important one is how do you get in front of more prospective clients, whether it's building a, a network of people that you want to syndicate with or just getting that normal listing or, or a buyer's client. You decided to go the podcasting route. Walk me through your story. How'd you get from real estate investing to podcasting? Yeah, most certainly. So I would say really story starts about 2015. So at that time I was running a different company and it was with that company where I actually started my own podcast and it was, you know, interviewing real estate, you know, investors, entrepreneurs, you know, different individuals like that. And after about two years of running that company, I was just sort of burnt out. You know, I was with a partner, it just wasn't working out, you know, wasn't making that much revenue. So honestly, just platform called Upwork. And, you know, if you have heard of that, you can basically go on there and find freelancers, started freelancing out my skills. I was editing people's podcasts, writing show notes. And one day I came across a turnkey real estate investor out of L.A. that wanted to get booked on podcasts. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I booked some really good quality guests on my show. How hard could that be to get her booked on shows? Started working with her. And long story short, after about a year doing that and picking up new clients, I worked in really every different niche that I could you know I worked with lawyers and business coaches and health professionals and 
Honestly, over time, I just found real estate investors were the funnest, you know, easiest clients to work with. I enjoyed the aspect of it. And then, you know, after working with them for so long, I realized, you know, hey, you know, they may be onto something. You know, a lot of these folks that I'm working with are pretty well off. They're pretty wealthy. You know, maybe I should start following what they're doing. And then that really got me interested in, into real estate investing. And, you know, I had a ton of connections in the space just for my own business and started connecting with those folks and learning that I can invest passively as an investor. I don't have to go out, you know, and find the building and manager or anything like that. I can just give my investor, say, 50K and he does all of that. And, you know, I get a cut of the profit. Sure. And when I learned that, you know, that was game changer for me and just working on building that out. So it was really, you know, starting in the podcasting space, networking with those investors and then utilizing those relationships that I had built really the last six years or so. See, it's subtle, but that's the power of podcasting, really. You mm -hmm. were able to... I call it like the matrix, you know, like where Neo plugs into the matrix. He's like, I know Kung Fu. Like that's the feeling I get from being able to interview so many different people in a space that I find interesting. There's, you get to ask questions, you get to learn about their stories, their mistakes. Then you're, you're literally getting them on other people's podcasts and they're going to ask other types of questions. You learn so much more, not to mention the network that you built. Like mm -hmm. all those different things are aspects of podcasting that people don't quite understand. They think I'm going to get into podcasting because I want to be the next Joe Rogan. And they don't quite realize all the upsides of just starting a podcast or just getting onto podcasts. Uh, what was, I mean, did you have a similar feel? Like, is that what you kind of felt you got out of it? Yeah, most certainly. And I would say definitely one from just going out there and starting my own podcast. I mean, I was able to talk to folks like JP or Jay Papazan and David Osborne of Keller Williams, you know, very successful investors, you know, Mike Dillard, very successful online entrepreneur, and then even Dan Locke, another super successful online entrepreneur. And I was able to spend an hour and a half with him on my podcast when I was interviewing him. And he literally like, gave me all the, the secrets to building a successful business. And, you know, if I went to Dan and said, hey, you know, can I have an hour and a half your time? He's going to say no. But you can use the podcast as that avenue to bring guests on that you want to talk to that are maybe a little bit more successful than you and then conversely on the guesting side and running my business just being able to be surrounded with those real estate investors you know and and our service we've changed over a little bit over the years where it's more of a high ticket service item so usually the the folks that are coming in are going to be those successful real estate investors those that have been around for quite a while and, and know what they're doing and you know just have that business acumen so being able to connect with those folks you know that opens the door to you know and then when you're talking real estate you mean you learn about multifamily. Then we have a client in self-storage and mobile home park and mortgage notes. And I mean, there's there's a, a client that we were talking to where he will literally go out and buy life insurance policies on people that, you know, not to sound morbid, but they're going to be, you know, dying soon. So they have a million dollar policy. He'll pay 750000 for it. And then he knows within the next six months they're going to pass away. And he goes out and collects a check for, you know, you know a million, you know, pays off the seven fifty that he invested and then makes two hundred fifty k on it. You start to learn all these different aspects and all these different strategies where I had never heard about. It. I didn't even know that was a thing, but just being around these people, you know, really opened my mind to all the different possibilities out there. Yeah. By the way, the uh, the proceeds from life insurance are tax free. Just throwing it out there. That's a quite nice little revenue. JG Wentworth. If you guys ever remember those commercials on TV back in the uh, back in the late nineties, uh, that's exactly what they do. They help grab these settlements, these annuities, these life insurance policies, buy them out. Uh, again, something you would have never known without the podcast. Let me ask you this. You have clients that want to be on podcasts. I literally book a show. We do four to eight episodes a week. And these are people that are coming on the show. And I'm curious, 
why do people go to you and ask to be on a podcast? What's been your experience on why they want to get their message out? I find they just want more exposure and they don't necessarily know, you know, what to do with like Google ads and Facebook ads. And then even like social media to a certain degree, they just want to be able to go on a podcast, say 30, 45 minute interview. And then that's all they have to do. And then, you know, outside of that, if you, you know, like your company, you create the social media posts for them, you know, the additional exposure that comes from that. But we find that folks just, they find, you know, especially in the real estate space, you know, that's our, obviously our specialty. It's very, you know, network driven. It's very friendly. You know, it's hard to get a deal just by sending someone an email or posting something out there on social media. We find that just building that relationship on a one-to-one basis really works well. And what's a better way to build a one-to-one relationship than spending 30 or 45 minutes with an individual, getting to talk to them, getting to learn their story. And then they, you know, everyone gets the added benefit from it. Yeah, let me talk to you about brand and and mainly because I mean, especially in the real estate space, a real estate agent, their brand it to me has become more and more and more important over the years. In the past, um, the way I like to explain it to agents is like this: like if I wanted to know something pre-internet, I would have to go to the library, go to the card catalog find out what book it's in, go pull the book. And hopefully I find the information that I'm looking for. Internet comes along. Google makes it super easy. Now I just search for what I want. Google gives me a bunch of links and hopefully I can find the information I'm looking for in those links. But tomorrow, or I should say today, now we got things like ChatGPT where I don't need to look for the book and then look. It's just going to give me the answer I'm looking for. And so I feel like more and more brand has to be more important because people aren't going to search for who's the best realtor or who can I, it's just going to look and give them a direct answer. Mm -hmm. And if your brand is out there saying every single day, I'm that real estate agent, I'm that realtor, I'm that person who's giving out content information, educating you. That's the one, those are the people who are going to win in this space. Creating a podcast or being on podcasts is one way to break up your content, show up on a regular basis, stay relevant and create that brand you're looking for. Is that something that you think is important to these people who are coming on your show? Oh, most certainly. I mean, at the end of the day, you could, you know, let's say if you're a real estate agent, you're a real estate investor, you could have the best deal, you could have the best, you know, property. But if no one knows who you are, it's just going to go by the wayside again, you know, specifically, you know, we work with a ton of real estate investors and a lot of the times they're raising capital for a deal. You know, they find a, let's say $10 million deal and they have to do a $2 million capital raise you know, even if it's like a distressed asset, you know, ton of value add, you know, the fixed rate there, you know, they don't have to go out and get a loan. They can do seller financing. But if no one knows who you are, that deal is going to fall by the wayside. And that deal could have made you millions of dollars or, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But again, if no one knows who you are, and that's like in any business, whether you're in real estate, whether you're a real estate agent, if you're not marketing yourself, if you're not putting yourself out there. It's going to be incredibly hard for you to sustain and to grow that business. Oh, 100%. So let me ask you this. What are some common misconceptions people might have about maybe starting a podcast or just generating content um, that you've seen when you talk to your clients, something that they probably have a hurdle that is mainly made up in their head that you help them overcome? Yeah, I would say the biggest one is is when we're talking to clients is they say, you know, does someone really want to hear my story? Does someone really want to hear what I have to say? And there's going to be value in every story. I mean, unless you're I feel like there's a value in, in everyone's story, unless you're, you know, you've never done literally anything in your life, which the probability of that happening is almost next to none. You know, even if you're a real estate investor and you have, you know, two units on your belt, you have a duplex 
well, there's someone out there that wants to get into real estate investing but has no idea how to do it. So you being one step ahead of them, they can learn from you. And conversely, there's folks that we've worked with that, you know, they don't even have a website and they're like, hey, can people even hear about me? But they're super successful at what they've done, but they've just never done the online marketing. So yes, there's, there's, you always have something to share when you're going out there on podcasts. And I find that's a hurdle that a lot of our clients have to overcome is they, not that they don't think they're valuable, they just don't think they have enough good information to share. I mean, when you're talking to a real estate investor that's been in the business 20 years, there's so much wealth of knowledge there that it's our job to convince them that like so many audiences can learn from them and you know it's going to be worth their while you know just on the information that's going to be pulled out of them on the different podcasts isn't it strange like you know we never give ourselves any credit for the experience the wisdoms the mistakes like all the stuff that we've gone through to get to where we're at uh, I mean, I'm 40 years old. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've lost a lot of money. I've made a lot of money over my lifetime. But in every single aspect that I've gone through, that's a lesson that you're able to share. And that is what I feel like creating content and, and posting is all about. It's to share those experiences so that people connect with you. Uh, today, I mean, I even have it at the top of our screen here, want to build a following. I feel like that's changing. People are looking for more of a community than a following. When you talk to your clients and we and you talk about you know developing that message for themselves and sharing those stories, how much of that goes into also building community so that they can grow that circle of influence? Oh, most certainly. Definitely going back to the community. And usually when I'm talking about a community and what I share for our clients is when they're going out there and sharing their story, don't just share the success and everything that you've done. You know, everyone started off at a starting point. And like what I like to share to them is, you know, you have your A to B story. You obviously, you know, unless you're, you know, your family was into real estate, you know, the majority of folks in real estate, you know, are first generation folks that are doing it. How did you get into real estate? And how did you go from say, not knowing anything about real estate to owning a hundred units, thousand units, you know, 500 million or $500 million in assets under management. You know, that's the story that people want to hear. And that's the story that people are going to relate to is they want to hear your, your, you know, more so than your successes, your failures, because people can relate to that more. People might have a hard time relating to someone that has a hundred units, but they can relate to, you know, tenants that are giving you a problem or, you know, your tenants aren't, uh, you know, paying rent or they trash the unit, you know, whatever it may be, you know, people are going to relate to your problems more than sometimes your successes, especially if you're many steps ahead of the typical person, this uh it reminds me of a movie uh leonardo dicaprio's catch me if you can i don't mm -hmm. know if you've watched that where he's he's a con artist he literally like pretends to be people that he's not an airline pilot he pretended to be a doctor an attorney even though he apparently did pass the bar but at the very beginning of the movie he pretends to be a teacher and he teaches a class essentially for a semester and the the guy that the that leonardo dicaprio plays the the actual person who was this guy in real life, they asked him, like, how were you able to do that? And his answer was pretty simple. He's like, I was just a chapter ahead of the rest of the class. And I think that's where a lot of us feel like 
that experience. We have to have like level 100 experience for us to be able to stand up and teach, but we don't. We really only have to be just ahead of somebody else, like you were saying, so that we can teach that person uh, that skill that we have just learned. Because at the end of the day, uh, you don't really know what you know until you try to teach it to somebody. Then you realize how much you know and how much you don't know. So for me, like this podcasting thing has allowed me to, to find my voice, find my messaging, and teach some of those little things that I've become an expert at. So how do you convince them to start a podcast versus just be on podcasts? The way I like to say it is, let's say you're going out there and you're starting your own podcast. That's the following that you're building. You know, I'm coming on to your podcast today. This is the following that you've built. But if I want my own listeners, you know, my own people to follow me, you know, I'm just coming on as a guest. At the end of the day, you're the host. That's the person they're going to resonate more with because they're going to hear your voice, you know, a lot more than they're going to hear my voice. My voice, they're going to hear me one time. And that's going to be the end of it where they're hearing your voice every day. So when you're going out there and starting your own podcast, you control the narrative. I mean, to a certain degree, I'm at the whim of the questions that you're going to be asking me, where if you're the podcast host, you get to ask your own questions to the guests. You get to structure your show your own way, where the majority of podcasts you're going on, they could be a little bit similar. I mean, you have your intro, you know, your talking points, then, you know, the end of the end of the interview. But when you're your own podcast host, you get to dictate how the flow goes. You get to dictate the questions. You get to build that following. You get to own that sort of traffic source where let's say if I'm you know I'm on your podcast today and, and it goes live and I pick up you know a few new clients from the interview well that's great but that's just from that one interview and I'm not going to go on your podcast every single day where conversely if I have my own show I can consistently pick up clients from it you know if I have that podcast going for six months a year two years you know there's no indefinite time period of ending I get to really build that relationship with the audience that I'm building, where if I'm a podcast guest, sometimes the audience might only hear me one time and it can be a little bit difficult to build a strong connection with them. Where again, you know, there's, but I think when you look at both of them, it also goes down to when you're a podcast guest, you could probably see results a lot quicker. Where when it comes to being a podcast host, it could take anywhere from six to 12 months of you doing consistent interviews, say on a weekly or, or bi weekly basis, for you to start getting some results coming just because it takes a little bit longer. To build that audience so they both have their ups and downs but they both have you know their advantages so if i were to say to someone what i would recommend and this is like what i recommend for our clients is if you have the time on hand you know be a guest and start your own podcast if you're time crunched then it just makes sense for you to go out there and be a guest on podcasts because you know you don't have to do anything with the podcast you don't have to edit it you don't have to produce it you just show up for the interview but i think that there's benefits in both of them there absolutely is. I, I always find that uh, I think being a guest is, is a great place to start because you'll know right away whether it's something that you like to do or it's like this is this definitely wasn't for me. So it started off as, as that guest spot. Um, the other aspect of it is just dedicating the consistent time to do the actual podcasting because life is going to come and get in the way of almost everything. And if you don't make it a priority, it, it really won't succeed. So let me ask you about building a show. What are some like practical, tactical tips that people can utilize so that they can create a show and more importantly, get past that pod fade episode of like that seven to 12 episode marker? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So first off, for those going out there that are starting it, one, you got to make a commitment to yourself. Like I mentioned, you got to be know you're going to be doing it at least six to 12 months. And in the beginning, especially if you don't have a massive social media following, 
don't be discouraged if you have your first interview go out or your first couple of interviews, you know, and your mom, your dad, your best friend, and someone else listening to it, you know, you have four listeners. We all got to start somewhere. So one, you got to be consistent with it. Two, you got to have a backfill. And for those listening, what a backfill is, is basically pre-recorded episodes with other guests. So this is what I mean. Like if you're going out there and starting your podcast, maybe you record 10 to 15 episodes with guests, or if you're doing a solo podcast, whatever it may be, have those episodes ready and scheduled out so that way if something comes up in your life and you can't record for a month you don't have to worry about it i find too many people fail with starting a podcast they're recording an episode today and they're putting it out tomorrow and that's just living very dangerously in the podcasting world because eventually something is going to come up and then three i would say you know when you're starting your podcast figure out like what do you want to talk about and make it unique to yourself i mean there's so many podcasts out there and you can look to other podcasts but at the end of the day you have to make your show unique to yourself and your own personality where you don't want to go out there and necessarily copy what someone else is doing because what else is someone else is doing might not fit for your own personality. So it's it's really a mixture of that. It's just being consistent with it, having that backfill. And then I also say like if you're doing an interview podcast and you're talking to the guest, just make sure that you're prepared for the interview, you know, not just sort of well, it's, I mean, there's a degree to a conversation. I would say like in the interview today, you came very prepared. There's been times where it's been awkward pauses where the person's looking at their notes and you could just tell they they weren't ready for the interview and it just makes for an uncomfortable conversation. That's not what you want. Where I would say starting your own podcast, it might be uncomfortable as a host the first five or so episodes, but you're going to get the hang of it over time. You got to just keep pushing yourself past that fear and, and that sort of that fear of the unknown. But at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be well worth it. And it was... I mean, just for my learning curve when I was going out and building my other business, I mean, just again, just being able to talk to these individuals that were, you know, seven figure entrepreneurs where, you know, I was doing a thousand dollars a month in revenue, you know, that just allowed me to accelerate my learning. And for those that are starting their own podcast, say if you are a real estate investor, a real estate agent, and let's say you're a real estate agent per se, and you want to grow your business, why not interview real estate agents that are consistently doing seven million a year or, you know, seven figures a year and commissions earned? Then you can start to get around those folks, learn what they're doing, learn their tactics, their strategies, and then all of a sudden you can start implementing it in your business. It's amazing how often those people will say yes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's been in my experience uh, prospecting. I When I was in real estate, I hated the thought of prospecting. It was something I did not look forward to at all because nobody wanted to hang out and have a cup of coffee and you know that, that weird thing. But as soon as I started doing the podcast, almost everybody I asked was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And that was 30, 45 minutes, an hour of their time. And now you're surrounding yourself with exactly the type of people that you want to be around. Because they always say, like, if you add the average of the five people you hang out with, their incomes, that's usually where you're going to land. And podcasting is one of those tools where you can start surrounding yourself with the mentors and people that are already successful. Now, I know the question when you talked about, you know, being prepared for the show, that sort of thing is, you know, I'm not creative. I don't know how to do that. So I wanted to make sure I drop it in here for you guys. I have four chat GPT prompts that I use to set up every single episode so that I am well prepared for every interview. If you guys want that, shoot me a DM at business bros pod. I'll hook that up uh, with you guys. But that, I mean, using the tools that are out there, it makes things so much easier for podcasters today. I don't know how long you've been doing this, but you know, if, if it was anywhere more than five years, 
the way you produced the show five years ago to where you can produce it today has drastically changed, right? It makes it a lot easier. Would you agree? Oh, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, I was back in 2015 when I was running my own show and I could just tell the technology today just makes it so much easier to use run. And then like you mentioned, like chat GPT. I mean, if you're anyone in business, you got to be looking into that. I mean, I just started really diving into that probably the last month or so. And it's been blowing my mind and it's like every day I'm playing around with it using, you know, new tools, new tactics from it. And it's, it's immense for my business and it's just crazy how much it can shorten, you know, everyday tasks that I was doing in my business where I might spend an hour on a task and I tell, tell it what to do or tell it to give me a response. And next thing I know, five minutes later, the whole task is done for me, which is, which is phenomenal. So for anyone in your audience, I can back that up and check out, you know, what you're offering. I would definitely recommend that it's, it's been a phenomenal tool for me in my business. Oh man. And and that's the thing about where we're at in, in this like whole content creation space, the whole internet space, everything is changing. It's like when Facebook just came out, uh, you know, taking over that MySpace, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, Google has pay-per-click. Wait a minute. You can advertise on Facebook. Like there's this whole realm of new experiences that's coming to market. And I feel like that's the revolution we're in right now. Like this AI piece is, you know, AI is not going to take over. They're just a bunch of tools that for those of you who are savvy enough to put and implement into your business, you're going to go light speed faster than anybody else in your competitive industry. And, and when it comes to making content, I feel like that's where podcasting can be so beneficial for so many people. So let me ask you, uh, podcast you, tell me what that is. What, or what can people find when they go to your website? Yeah, most certainly. So my website, so we basically help folks, um, specifically real estate investors, get booked on podcasts. So if they go to the website, there's a you can see testimonials, a nice little copy, you know, all about the good services and different things like that. And then they, you know, if they want to book a discovery call there with our company, um, you'll book a call, go right to our client relations manager, and then they can have a chat if, if that's something they're interested in. And what's the, what's that usually run? Like if, if you wanted to get on multiple podcasts, like what, what can somebody expect? Let's assume I'm a client, right? I'm, I'm a real estate investor. I'm like, look, I need to get more exposure. So I go to your website. I, I start to talk to somebody. What can I expect? Yeah, most certainly. So typically, like our standard package is 10 interviews for 3500 or we'll do like 20 interviews for 6 k So basically drop the price $50 per interview. And then like once we do our, or once we're, to give you an example, we'll book a client on, you know, 10 podcasts, 3500 We'll do that in about, I don't know, six weeks or so, get those interviews scheduled out for them. And then we'll typically move them over to a recurring revenue service, where from there on out, we'll book them on two podcasts a month for 697 or I believe we'll do three podcasts a month for uh, $9.97, something like that. They, a little bit on the pricing. But yeah, we'll basically move those over. And it's been a good business strategy for us where we get that high ticket up front. But instead of going back to the client and asking them for another high ticket offer, unless it, you know, it makes sense and there's a ton of you know podcasts left out there to book. But you know, to really get them on that reoccurring revenue you know, aspect stream has just been phenomenal for our business. And honestly, it wasn't even something I prioritized until... I know it was literally like last year, you know, I've been in business five years and we were just doing high ticket, high ticket. And eventually got to the point where I always had to sell high ticket, you know, high, sell these high end packages, you know, the 3,500 or 6K. And I had to do that every single month. So by building up the reoccurring revenue stream, it just made it easier where now, you know, I know in any given month, you know, all the expenses and my salary is going to be paid for. And then, you know, it, it just makes growth a lot easier and it makes it a lot easier to invest, you know, in additional resources, you know, that, typically wouldn't have been doing, you know, it's a lot easier to keep the lights on. So it's been, it's been good that way. 
And ladies and gents, this is where I talk about podcasting like a pro. So I literally work with people like Trevor and other PR agencies to get guests on the show. And we have free versions and we have paid versions. The free version's booked out 10 weeks in advance. So it's hard to get a free version on our show. But our premium version, that's where people can hop on these shows as quick as possible. These are the ones that our PR agencies use. These are the ones that like Trevor uses to get on the show and on our calendar as soon as possible because we've created a podcast and a show and a model that their clients will have a great experience on. So if you create a podcast and you want to learn to podcast like a pro so that you can get clients like that, now it's a nice synergy when you're working with clients like Trevor because that's exactly what you're doing. He needs to fill the spot for his clients. You're providing a podcast that you already enjoy. You get to learn from that particular client and earn some revenue for doing so. Like it's a match made in heaven. What do you think about that, Trevor? Yeah, and I, and I agree. I love the business model behind it. You know, and I feel like too, you know, given that advantage, you know, where I could go in, I could do it. You know, the free option, but I got to wait. You know, like you mentioned, I think it was like till April, but or I could pay, you know, your fee and get it booked out, you know, in a week or two, you know, or a few weeks, however long. And you know, for me, you know, running my company, I think you guys were in a really good price point where it's not like I've seen podcasts charge like 10K. You know, I can't, I'm not going to, I can't have my client pay 10K, but at your price point, it's very reasonable where I'm happy to pay it on behalf of our clients to get them that spot because then it makes us look good, you know, on our end, getting them the bookings. And then you also get the added benefit because obviously there's production costs on your end. It's also your time. So I, I overall, I think it's a really good strategy and I recommend again, someone in your audience to, to use that strategy. You know, I think it, you know, even if they're covering, you know, get a, a couple hundred dollars a month to cover their production costs where they don't have to do it, it's, it's well worth it. It totally 100% is. Trevor, before we head out, we're running low on time here. I want to make sure I give you the floor. Any final thoughts? And then, of course, plug your stuff one more time so I can pop some stuff up on the screen and let people know how to get a hold of you. Yeah, most certainly. I would say that's just the biggest thing. And just to be start, whether you're going out there and starting your own podcast, whether you're going out there being a podcast guest, going to be super uncomfortable in the beginning, unless you're, you know, you're super extroverted. But for the majority of us, it's going to be, you know, uncomfortable. But I can guarantee you after you produce your five first episodes, whether you do or you're whether you're going out there getting interviewed on five different podcasts, once you get over that fifth one, you're going to become more relaxed, going to become more comfortable. So I can't recommend it enough. You know, don't let that fear hold you back. And then if you are looking to go out there and get booked on podcasts as a podcast guest, you can just go to our website, podcastingyou.com. It's podcastingyou.com. And you can book a discovery call with our team. And we'll basically do a consultation, take a look at your company and figure out how uh, we may be able to help you. Perfect, man. Perfect. And by the way, you guys can follow him on social too, at Trevor J. Oldham. Uh, and uh, shoot him an email if you guys are interested, Trevor at podcastingyou.com. Either way, it doesn't matter how you choose to contact Trevor. If you're interested in starting a podcast or you're interested in getting on a podcast and you're in the real estate space, that's the type of niche you want to work with, somebody who's already in that space because he's got a catalog of different shows that are going to fit your niche. Like You can go to a bunch of different agencies, but not all of them are very niche down. So if you're in the real estate space, make sure you guys check out podcastingyou.com. He can help you with other places too, but definitely in the real estate niche. Trevor, thank you very much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, 
that's the power of podcasting. I mean, it's open door. You can get all kinds of information. You can learn so much. You can build your network. You can build your brand. But it's going to take a little bit of commitment, a little bit of effort. And when you got a good team like Trevor behind you, it'll make things so much easier. Podcastingyou.com is the website. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. And I'm out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.